0: No amount of regret can change the past.
1: Mm.
0: No amount of anxiety will change the future. Any amount of gratitude will change the present.
1: Mm. Welcome to Lucas Scrobot Show, where we uncover purpose, relentlessly pursue truth, and own the future. I'm your host, Lucas Scrobot, and today we are joined by Kevin Monroe. We're actually in our two of a two hour segment with Kevin Monroe, who is a podcaster, a coach, a business coach, um, consultant. And we have been talking about how life is extraordinary. We have been talking about purpose. We have been talking about gratitude, 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 gratitude. So Kevin, let's continue our conversation. Years ago,
0: I, I had the privilege of being in a year-long mentorship program with Chuck Colson. Mm, Chuck mm. Colson, uh, interesting fellow. I, I won't go into his backstory, but Chuck Colson actually had the opportunity to meet and get to know Mother Teresa, which I think is pretty cool. Mother Teresa. And at one time, I remember Chuck saying, "Mother Teresa gave him this plaque that sat on his desk, and it had three words on it—just three words: faithfulness." not success. Mm. Faithfulness, not success. And so even this morning, Lucas, I'm I'm sitting here working on this new program, this new community that we've launched. and, And I just realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been so caught up with that achievement quadrant. If you go back to that diagram I was just talking about, how do we make this a success? How do we make this significant? Like, no, 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 no. You know what? We just need to be faithful to create the community, according to the principles and values that we've said we want to create this community built on. And I'm not responsible for the success or the outcomes. I'm I'm responsible for the input. I'm responsible for the fidelity of the uh, of our uh, remaining true to our mission, vision, and purpose, and just. The outcomes will or will not happen, but the community or or any project is not ultimately assessed on its its value based on how many people listen to a podcast, how many people, whatever. You know, when we if we're driven by those metrics of of success to achieve, we we may be tempted to compromise our values and to take shortcuts somewhere. But if we go, you know what? I just, here's our mission, vision, and purpose. We want to be faithful to this. And then whatever happens is what happens. And you know what? We're going to be good with whatever happens. Whether we have, in this case, it's a membership community. Whether we have the the 25 members we have today, or whether it grows to 2,500 or 25,000, that's really irrelevant. What's important is to invest and to to honor the values and to say you know what we're 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 here to invest in people. So anyway, mm-hmm. I hope that let's see. So purpose. What yeah. was that another? question? Where do you want to go with this now? You asked well, first, me a
1: bunch of questions. People, you said that we're in this to invest in people, and and you started this conversation even with with us talking about how um, podcast is is such a powerful medium because we're able to connect. And invest in people, and I think for me personally, and and, and you know we, we touched on this earlier off air. I'm an enneagram uh, five. You are enneagram one. One is that perfectionist. The five is uh, their their love of knowledge, and so I often feel like I need to continue to gather knowledge so that I can be competent in the world. And because of that, my, my weakness is often isolation. It's often, uh, you know, not having community, but over, so over, so I don't know if it's because of, of that, of just, you know, some of my natural makeup, but over the years I have come to learn that every, 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 everything in life is all about people. Whether you're building a house, whether you're trying to build a billion dollar company whether you're, you you know whether you're a farmer it all comes back down to how is your life intersecting and adding value to other people's lives you know to to become a billionaire you either have to add a billion dollars of value to one person's life or 1 dollar of value to a billion people's lives and it's so it, would, it, it all intersects with uh, this relationship with this connection to other people, to other individuals. And it starts as we have been talking about with valu- valuing our own voice, with realizing our own I- identity from the the foundation of creation that we are accepted and, and then moving on to the sphere of our family and then outwards. And, and you were even talking about you're building a community of people. What are some of the the tools, what are some of the ideas that people can use if they are feeling like they are disjointed from community, lacking community, or looking to build a stronger community with around them, whether it's they're trying to establish something? What are some of the – even maybe from – the community that you're building, what are some of the, the foundational pieces, uh, culture pieces that that need to be set in place to create a healthy and thriving community?
0: Well, you will not be surprised, I don't think, to hear that I believe it starts with gratitude. Right? It goes back to this gratitude. <laughs> Seriously, uh, how our community really grew and and, and started uh taking off, and it's funny, before we hit record, I was telling you, you said, I want to talk about gratitude. I said, that's really awesome. Because from the day we're recording, um, it is almost one year to the day. Tomorrow will be one year ago that we started hosting our first gratitude challenge. So we started hosting gratitude challenges. And these were just inviting people into 10 days. And what can 10 days of gratitude do for you? So uh, Anne Voskamp, a friend of mine sent me this quotation, and it's just stuck with me since then. She just sent it to me maybe six, eight weeks ago. No amount of regret can change the past.
1: Mm.
0: No amount of anxiety will change the future. Any amount of gratitude will change the present. Mm any amount of gratitude. So we say it starts with gratitude. And I would say if, your relation, if if we're talking about relationships, start thinking about who are the people in your life right now that you are grateful, you're glad they're in your life. They bring something positive to your life. You enjoy it. Oh, okay. I'll pick up my phone. If I see your name pop up on my phone, I smile. I had a friend tell me that. She said, Kevin, every time I see your name pop up In my phone, I smile because I know I'm about to get a boost. Like, wow, Rachel, that's remarkable. You know, what what about who are those people in your life? And and then a couple of other things. I, I would say this invest in conversation, invest in conversation, spend time with people not thinking that the conversation has to produce anything, it doesn't have to produce anything. It's just conversation for the sake of getting to know people. Um, so we call our community, and, and I want—I need to say this, not to plug the community, but to make a point. Our community is called This Extraordinary Life. There was a point when I was wanting to call it The Extraordinary Life. And, and, and my partner in this, Christy Kearns, said, I really want to push on that. What if we called it this extraordinary life? I'm like, well, what, what's the difference, Christy? You know what that little preposition, what are the two letters in that preposition? What's the difference they make? And then all of a sudden, Lucas, I realized it makes all the difference in the world. If we call it the extraordinary life, it's easy for people to think that it is somewhere out there. That that your extraordinary life is seated right next to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you will never find, mm. that it's always an a, a, a quest awaiting you. If we call it this extraordinary life, all of a sudden you begin to look around and you start with gratitude through the lens of gratitude. Okay, We, we have to realize we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, say that again. You listening, you Lucas, you Kevin Monroe, you don't see the world as it is. You see it as you are. And if you see it's always lacking, if you see that it's always ethereal, that it's somewhere out there, you're always going to be frustrated. And I was frustrated a lot of life, a lot of my life, because I just never seemed to be getting there. But if all of a sudden we realize that this, this life that you have right now is pretty amazing. As a matter of fact, it's extraordinary right now. Then you go, oh, and it just pops gratitude. Now, my favorite movie, I I didn't really connect these dots. My favorite movie of all times tells this story. Most of you, if you know the movie, you think of it as a Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life. It was released in 1946. What The guy's given the opportunity, George Bailey, the main character, is given the opportunity to see what his life would have been like, what his small town community would have been like had he never left. So, Lucas, you asked me, who's a difference maker? Who's a change maker? George Bailey is, is my model of a change maker. And he was a guy, if you, if you follow the movie, he lived a frustrated life because he always wanted to escape that pitiful, poor little town mm. of Bedford Falls, but he was stuck in Bedford Falls. But his destiny was found in Bedford Falls, being the the, the voice of, of hope, being a a path of justice mm. and freedom for the people who would have otherwise been under the oppression of Mr. Potter. Mm. You know, anyway, wow. I, I, I had no idea we'd talk about this extraordinary. I mean that uh, George Bailey, and it's a wonderful life, but that's it. Life is wonderful. All of a sudden just look around, you know, you may have a leak in the roof of the, the building you're living in right now, whether you own it, whether you're renting it, there may be a lo- and you can find all of these things that aren't quite right with it. Or you can look around and you can go, wow, you know, there's peace in our home. There's mm. whatever Gr- gratitude for the meal. You're eating today, gratitude that you have a meal to eat, all of these things. And it just shifts. So no amount of regret can change the past. No amount of anxiety will change the future. Any amount of gratitude will change the present. So what are you grateful for right now? And that's the other reason why I asked the now question. Um, I mentioned Jane a couple of times. She's a Brit. I love the way she asked it when we were doing a session together last month. What are you freshly grateful for? Mm -hmm. Right? So what's fresh? There's something new every day that we look around you know we're in month five of the pandemic global pandemic last week I was leading a session and I started the question as a global session I asked what are you grateful for now and one of the guys on the call who's from somewhere in Europe I don't remember where wrote I didn't know he had written it somebody had written this I asked who wrote it and it ended up being Daniel the sky is still blue come on And here's the one that I've loved throughout this pandemic. And I hear them outside my house right now, probably faint, so faint they're not on picking up on this microphone. The birds are still singing. Mm. Right. Nobody told the birds, hey, global pandemic, shut up, stop singing, be miserable. Birds are still singing. The sky is still blue. Lucas, we will get through this and we will be better people because of going through it. Mm. And and so those are that's just what makes life extraordinary. Mm. All of these things around us. And it's us beginning to see those differently. Um, but invest in conversations with people, connect to people. I host, okay. Uh may I invite people to something? Please. I host a hangout.
1: Pardon? Yeah, please invite people.
0: Yeah, I, I host a hangout. We started this hangout. Um, March 1st of 2019 on zoom we had no idea that the world was you know that, that this pandemic was coming and the whole world would move to zoom but we started hosting hangouts on zoom um and just inviting people into conversation we've had probably hundreds of people we usually have about 50 or 60 people on any given friday show up and we we just connect with one another we just have an open conversation and people get to know one another. And then people go, wow, wow, I really like that person. You know, I'd like to know more about them. So what do they do? They reach out on LinkedIn, find this person, connect, start a conversation, get, connect one-on-one for a conversation. A, a friend of mine, a guy that's become a friend over the course of the last year, Scott, told me before he met me, he had no contacts with people from anywhere outside the country he lives in, none. Oh. He said, I got involved with you. And now all of a sudden I, I have relationships with 40, 50, 60 people from around the world. And you know what we discover, Lucas? We, we, we thought, we go in thinking people are very different from us. <laughs> and all of a sudden we, what we discover is people are very much like us, Absolutely. especially people that are like-hearted and, and are connected around purpose, positivity, passion. We have so much more in common than we have that divides us. Mm. And let's connect around that. Let's get to know one another. You know, those kind of things. It's an amazing thing that happens. Um, So start a conversation with somebody. Join a conversation that somebody else is hosting. Uh, I found a tool last week. met one of the co-founders, this thing called Blitzer. I've started hosting a blitz. And a blitz is, is this opportunity where people come together and all of a sudden it's like speed dating. You, you, are, you, you connect with people for five or six minutes. You can change the time. The default's like five minutes. You have a five minute conversation. There's a 30 second pause. You're connected to another five minute conversation. So we do these blitzes, which are rounds of seven, eight, nine conversations or 10 conversations in an hour. If you go the full hour, all of a sudden you just connected with 10 people from around the world that you didn't know. Some of those people you, you're you not going to connect with. Some of those people you are going to resonate deeply with mm. and go, oh my gosh, I just made a new friend somewhere around the world, five time zones away, 12 time zones away. It's remarkable. But there are people out there uh, who are just as amazing as you are and you engage in connection and conversation with them. And all of a sudden, your life is better for
1: it. Kevin what I what I really like is even how how you you change the name from the extraordinary life to this extraordinary life especially because the it seems like there is this specific set standard like you are the expert yep. coming in and saying hey guys join this group and we will tell you what the extraordinary life looks like. We will tell you what the answer is, rather than moving it from that definite article, that definite place, to kind of zooming out, and and you're almost as a guide, you're almost as uh, you know an everyman equal, saying like, look. Look at this extraordinary life. And it's moving you it from like here is the extraordinary life to this extraordinary life, the world that we live in, the the multicultures that we live in. And even, you know, the fact that we can look halfway across the world and we can say, you know what? Once we connect, once we talk, we realize you're not, there's not such great. A difference. And the the last point before we close, since we're out of time is, is your, your bit on a, a, on a gratitude challenge, a 10 day challenge. I would like, I would like, I'm going to throw you on the spot. Can you challenge the person listening to this right now and, and, and our community here at the show to a a 10 day gratitude challenge? I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you do, you know, but I think that that would be an amazing charge and challenge to end this show with. Well, Lucas,
0: why don't we do this? Why don't we co-host a 10-day gratitude challenge that starts the week after this episode drops? And we'll just figure that out. We will post it at... Oh, let me look this up. I want to make sure I give a, a correct domain. And I can't remember if there is a the on this or not. So give me a moment. Great. And we will, um, but we will host a, We you and, you and me will come together. We will co-host a 10 day gratitude challenge. I had a friend that reached out to me just last week and he said, he's going through some tough things in life. He said, I'm thinking about starting gratitude. Do you have any suggestions? He texted me. I called him immediately. I said, Jim, Yes, I have three suggestions for you. He said, what are those? I said, start now. Mm. What are you grateful for now? That question is so, the now part of that question, Lucas, is so important. What are you grateful for now? Then I asked, uh, then I said, um, and I'm typing this in to make sure I'm giving you the right domains. Yeah, yeah. The gratitude challenge dot community, the gratitude challenge dot community. And and why is it dot community? Well, there are two reasons. Dot com was already taken, but dot community exists because we believe gratitude is better together. It's better shared. It's better when you start hearing what somebody else is grateful for. It sparks gratitude in you. So my friend Jim said, do you have any advice for me? I said, start now. Keep it simple. And use a pen. Write it down. the Mm. The the very act of taking pen to paper, not just typing, but pen to paper, does something neurologically. I'm not smart enough to understand all of that. I just know the neuroscientists have figured that out biologically. There is a reaction when we take pen to paper and write down what you're grateful for. Start with a simple thing, just three things a day. So for years. I I did this, I was challenged to do gratitude by a mentor some years ago. And I think I probably had a list of about nine things that I recycled through three a day. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful, you know, these kinds of things. And that's good. But then all of a sudden, you know, there are these other things. Like this morning, I wrote something really weird, but I'm grateful that a friend, Marcel, texted me at precisely a time yesterday and it was so funny there's just this thing he and I talk about that happens at 3:20 every day 3:20 and for me there's an alarm that goes off on my phone remember god is able to do exceedingly abundantly and immeasurably more than you can ask think or imagine goes off mm. every day at 3:20 in the afternoon i love that just to remind me that that you know immeasurably more, exceeding abundant than my wildest imaginations is what's possible in life. So Marcel, this friend of mine, I told him this about a month ago and he added it to his phone. Yesterday, he texted me about a project. He said, I've got an update on this project we're doing together. You want to talk? And I, and then before I could even respond back, he looked, oh my gosh, it's 320 when I sent this text. So this morning, Lucas, I, I, one of the things I was grateful for that Marcus texted me at it precisely 3.20 mm. yesterday. <laughs> How crazy is that? I right. So that's that. something I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for birds singing, right? That, that's one that I hear a lot. Every time I hear birds and I'm thinking of gratitude, I'm grateful for birds singing. It, just these little things, mm. little mm. moments. So that's what I would say. But the gratitudechallenge.community Lucas and I will co-host a 10-day challenge, and it will help you jumpstart your gratitude practice.
1: Absolutely. And, and Kevin, I'm just so grateful for your time here on the show. All, all of your info information of your podcast, where we can find you, the, the links to the gratitude community. Um, will all be in the show notes, including your podcast, which is in the midst of being rebranded. We didn't get to talk about that, but we kind of did this extraordinary life. And and so Kevin, thank you so much for your time, for uh, your thoughtfulness. I love how how thoughtful you are over the course of the, the last decades, taking that time to really develop that develop that language and to to articulate um, these thoughts and ideas that I know are encouraging and helping so many people across your community and even, I'm sure, hundreds, if not thousands, outside of your tight-knit community um, that, that you're just not aware of. All those lurkers, you know, you listening who are lurking, who haven't commented, who haven't emailed him, who haven't said, hey, you know, all those people. So I just want to thank you for for your work and your commitment and your faithfulness rather than chasing the quick and easy success.
0: Oh, thank you, Lucas. Uh, truly, truly a joy to be with you as the host and you listening. Whether you self-identify, come out and say, hey, I enjoyed it, or whether you just continue in the shadows, it's okay. But but it's my hope that you heard something today that inspires and encourages you to take the next step on your journey in life.
1: Wonderful, Kevin, thank you so much. That is all for this conversation with Kevin Monroe. Please join us on this gratitude challenge, this 10-day challenge of thankfulness and gratefulness for the things that... That We have been given in this life because guess what everything that we have is a gift Our every breath that we have is a precious gift that we need to value and cherish because life is too long for it to be too short. How does that go? Life is short right? So you need to be grateful for it. But life is also really, really, really long. And you don't want to live it miserable. You don't want to live it ungrateful, full of bitterness and jealousy and envy. And that's what, as we debrief this conversation with Kevin, that is what I wanted to hit on. There's right, two main points that I felt there's two main points that we really talked about and hit hard in this episode, which was gratitude. First and foremost, it was gratitude, living out of the place of gratitude. And the other one that stuck out of my mind as I was reflecting and thinking back on this conversation was how gratitude opens the door to an abundance mindset. And we've talked about this time and time and time again about the importance of the, the difference between a zero-sum game or a zero-sum mindset and an infinite-sum game and an infinite-sum mindset. And oftentimes, we have constructed our worlds around this premise of there's only so many cookies to be shared, there's only so much. And Kevin hit on this, that you know if if you are successful, if you listening to this right now are successful, it doesn't take away from my success. In fact, it only adds to my success. You or, or anyone becoming financially independent and wealthy only is going to help others around that person. It's only going to help you. You becoming successful will only help me. But so often we get it backwards. So often we think that there's a limited amount of resources in the world, a limited amount of ideas, a limited amount of money to go around. But money goes around. That's the whole thing. It is cash flow. It is cash flow. It, 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 wealth is not static, but is something that is only wealth when it is transferred and move, when it is flowing like a river. If it stays stagnant, it will become like a swamp. There is and I've, again, we've talked about this before, but these are things I think about all the time. We've talked about this, this video of someone trying to explain quote-unquote privilege where there's a $100 bill at the end of the race and everyone's racing for this $100 bill and when you think about it in that way and you know anyone who has both parents take two steps forward and you know it goes on and on and on and if you think about it in that way you can say oh yeah there are these horrible systematic you know privilege and racism or whatever it's the Correct politically correct terms today. If there's only one hundred dollar bill at the end of the race, <laughs> but what this this idea gets so terribly wrong, so terribly wrong, is that there's not one hundred dollar bill at the end of the race. There are a million. There there are seven billion hundred dollar bills that each and every individual can achieve, can reach. Some, yeah, there are the, the the playing field is not equal there's 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 not equality, we are born and created equal with equal inalienable rights as human beings, but man, I'm sorry, but women live longer than men if you are born near water or or you live near water, whether it's a river, a lake, or the ocean, you will live longer than someone who grows up in a landlocked place. That is just, that is just facts. That is just the way the world works. There are un, and, and we talked about this with Dr. Hicks. There are naturally occurring advantages that people have. But the, the, the place that we get tripped up in this so often, especially right now in culture, we're getting tripped up in this. We're getting tripped up in this idea that if there is some sort of naturally occurring advantage, then that must mean, coupled with the idea that there is only so much to go around, that there is a zero-sum game. We begin to look, we begin to rubberneck. When I was in drumline, we'd have the saying, don't rubberneck, no rubbernecking. We'd go to these competitions and we'd be marching to our performance and our, our drum captain would say, no rubbernecking, no rubbernecking which means don't look to the right and to the left and see all these other drum cores with their, you know, amazing clean beats and just, you know, sounding so awesome. Don't look to the right or to the left. Keep your eyes forward. You're not competing against everyone else. You're competing against yourself. You need to perform your show tonight. Not worry about, you know, Karen's show. Not worry about John's show or Ahmed's show or Muhammad's show or Fatima's show. You don't need to worry about person to your right or to your left. Don't covet. Don't be jealous and envious of your neighbor's house, car, wife, job, you know, finances, position in life. Because with jealousy and envy come every wicked thing. With jealousy and envy comes every wicked thing. And when we start believing that there is only so much to go around and that the world is a zero-sum game, we start looking to the right. We start looking to the left. We say, oh, so and so. They have more than me. They have a better position. They have a better network than me. They're more connected. They're smarter than me. They had more advantages than I have. They have they're more well-off than I am. It doesn't take me very long to look around the world, along my friend groups, and say, wow, all these other people had way better than I did. It doesn't take long. In fact, once you start believing that there's a zero-sum game and you, you, you start envying and coveting and looking around saying that life's not fair, guess what? You are going to psychologically make sure that you end up as the most victimized bottom of the pile person that there is. Because you can look at anyone and anything, any person, and somehow weave this narrative in your mind that, well, they have an advantage that you don't have. However, as Kevin pointed out time and time again in this episode, when we step into gratitude it opens the door to abundance. When we stop envying and, and, and looking at our shortcomings, looking at where we fall short, looking at where we lack, and focusing on, on where everyone else is better than us or more successful or more advantaged than us or more quote-unquote privileged than us, when we start in that cycle, it's gonna end bad. But if we break it with gratitude and say, wow, I'm alive, Wow, I I have been given amazing gifts and talents. I'm unique. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And we start to realize that everything in life is a gift. Then that opens it up realizing that it's not just all on our shoulders. But that God gives us good gifts, that there is an abundance of wealth, an abundance of ideas. You know, the, the knowledge of the human race is doubling every 12 months now, I believe. Every 12 or 18 months is probably less than from the time that the statistic came out. The, the knowledge of the human race is doubling every 12 months, which means 12 months ago, or, or, which means today we know twice as much as we knew 12 months ago. But this it wasn't always the case. It used to take 100, 200, 500 years for the the knowledge of humanity to double. But now every year we double in knowledge. There is an infinite amount of wealth. People who live in the subcontinent of Southeast Asia or in Africa, they are more wealthy than the settlers that came to America in 1776, or, or 1600s, that, that is, right? The, as the globe is lifting out of poverty, our lives are longer. We are not in a zero-sum game, but one, it's by stepping into gratitude that even opens up our our eyes and our hearts to receive the grace and, and knowledge of knowing that there is more than enough. There is an abundance of connection, ideas, and opportunity out there. And you do not need to wait for someone to pick you. You do not need to wait for someone to approve you. You do not need to wait for someone to accept you or for you to be good enough, or achieve enough, or be successful enough. And someone else's success doesn't mean that you can't have it. It actually means that you, even more, you can actually have what they have. And it's gratitude. It's gratitude that opens our eyes to that infinite sum game, to an abundance mindset, to believing that there's more, than enough gratitude. That's one of the, the biggest, biggest takeaways that I had from this episode. And something that we've talked about time and time again. The last point here is a point on of isolation and connection and, and, and people. That that really stuck out to me. And it's it's so true that everything that we do somehow intersects or inter interconnects with a person, whether you're you know writing a PhD in mathematics, or you have a little corner store where you're selling groceries to your local local neighborhood. It is all about connecting with the people around you. And that is where our so much of our our meaning, our purpose and our success comes from. And if we isolate and and this is my weakness. If we isolate, if I were to isolate and not reach out and not connect and, and work and strive over ideas, thinking that ideas will will reach me to a point of success, I will be sorely mistaken and I'll miss out on family, on relationships, on on friends, on community at the end of my life. And I'll look back on my life and regret. And that's one thing that I am actively working on in my life of saying, how can I break out of these negative patterns of, of self-reliance, negative patterns of self-reliance and connect and build and find community. So with that, on that note, please, I would love to connect with you, you can either WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero. I will message you back. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you ask me a question there, I will answer it right here on the show. You can also find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Those places work well too. Also, my book "Anchored: The Discipline to Stop Drifting." I highly recommend it. I wrote this book at a time in my life where everything was, was my, my algorithm to life was broken. I thought the busier I was, the more successful I was going to become. And it was just wrong. And when it, I wrote this book in the time that we moved to the Middle East and all of a sudden all my constructs of the world came crashing down and I had to have a moment, uh, you know, uh, a moment of saying, okay, wait, what, what really am I thinking? And I began to examine my thoughts, examine my thought processes and it. In this book, I write about principles and ideas that came out of this time. And so it's a short, 100-page, highly actionable book that if you're feeling stuck or if you're feeling like you're listing in life, this book is written for you. Finally, I'm Lucas Scrobot. You, you, you really are a changemaker. By connecting with the ones and twos around you, the small things that you do, have profound impacts on the world that you will probably never see on this side of eternity. But you are a changemaker. So go out and own the future.